Hi, Nicole. Yeah, we're Hi, good. Abby. Hi, Abby. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, despite some technical difficulties. Um, I think it's bad weather here, so that could be the reason why my Wi-Fi is being really shitty today, but we're just going to roll with it. Um, yeah, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited that we now both have microphones instead of just using our computer audio, so hopefully yeah. this episode sounds a little bit clearer, a little bit better than the last couple ones. Um, apparently, everyone and their mother is making a podcast or bought some sort of microphone for Zoom calls. I don't really know, but mics have been back ordered for the last month. So we finally got new mics. Um, the ones we were using were borrowed from a friend. So I can give Connor back his mics. Yeah, we're really excited that this is hopefully coming through your speakers like a little bit better. Um, we're all trying to like figure out how to do this stuff in a weird time. And um, yeah, we're just figuring it out. Yeah, so this week marks week five of the term at Drexel. So we're uh, just halfway through our last term of our senior year. It doesn't feel uh, like it. It feels like yeah. we're just like on summer vacation already. And I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, it feels very <laughs> weird, especially I still live on campus. So being here is kind of weird. And uh, I was thinking about it today over the weekend. I took a wa- a masked walk over to Penn and I saw some people with their attire on taking pictures and we don't even have, we never ordered caps and gowns. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know it, it's like, it's really annoying. I have a picture from the one that they like lend you when you get your professional pictures done, but like, it's not that like everybody necessarily did, did that because it's optional I didn't do that. also- Right, exactly. And so all I have to hold on to are like a couple of proofs of me in someone else's cap and gown, which is pretty gross. And I have my uh, high school ones at home, but they are not the right color. So yeah, I mean, we, this is obviously our senior project, our senior thesis. So we're kind of coming towards the end of that. And we're going to have to start putting our final presentation together. And I think we're doing it over Zoom itself. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is now a full Zoom project, I guess. So we can record it and upload it as a podcast just yeah. to mark the end of the uh, senior project of Pop Pinions. And maybe we'll continue uh, just talking and chatting just for fun. Yeah. We want after, but I today was thinking about it. My professor in one of my classes said, you know, it's halfway. We're a Monday at the halfway point and my class is a Monday, Wednesday. So we're halfway through and we're at that halfway point. And I was thinking about it and I was like, that feels so weird. It really does. I was thinking about how, so we have to write like some weekly updates for this project and, but not a lot. And that's like my last homework ever. Like once right. I'm done with that, I have no more homework ever. I just have adult work. It's weird. Yeah, yeah the presentation weird. and the present. I have this presentation and I have a paper for my mad moguls and mad men class. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think I have a paper for my entrepreneurship class about it. Are you going to write it on John Caramonica? No, I'm writing it on Sylvia Roan. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Equally as awesome. Yeah, because I, for some reason, felt more compelled to write about the first Black woman CEO. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't oh, know. Wait. She was she was a prominent part of another really good book I read that I wish I could give to you, but we are far apart from each other. And I already give you so many books, you're probably annoyed. Just kidding. No, I love one. it. <laughs> it was one and it's really and I'm like juggling it with this other entrepreneurship book, but I'm almost done. I have probably have like three chapters left of the the song machine I'm reading oh, right really? now. Yeah. And it covers a lot of the same stuff that we're talking about in my moguls and mad men class, which is kind of fun. Um, like we watched the documentary about Clive Davis. Right. Right. And he's a part of that. And he's a huge part of it. And there's a documentary about him. It's on Netflix and we've been watching. Yeah. yeah, So we watched that. I was going to watch it and then Rob told us we were watching in class. So I was like, okay, I guess I won't watch it. Um, <laughs> and we we watched one about Motown, which was interesting. Wait, is that one on Netflix too? I think it was on HBO. Because HBO. We, we brought up to him that we could do the Netflix party instead of watching it on his shared Zoom. Right. That's way more annoying, I feel like. Yeah, it'd be brought it up. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's fine. You know, we can't. And I was like, all right. And then we Strange. watched one about, uh, why am I, Ahmed Erdogan? Oh, Ahmed Erdogan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so those uh, are like Atlantic the three. Dude. Yeah, so he started Atlantic, him and, he was him and his brother. Um, Wait, I wanted to watch one about Ahmed. What is that one on? I think that one was, that one was not on Netflix. I gotta find it. I forget. I can find what the name of the actual like film was. It was actually it. really interesting. Yeah, I, really, I love I, that shit. I think the one about Clive Davis was the most interesting so far. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the most genuine person and it got to the whole point about Whitney Houston and I was like crying. Yeah, I know. I saw some people actually almost like criticizing it in a way saying that it was like more so a documentary about Whitney Houston by the end. But yeah. I don't know. You're only as as great as your as your greatest uh, discovery when you're in, you know in music. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I can. Watch I think that Whitney it was more day. right. It was more truthful than the documentary about Whitney. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and it was like a different perspective for people like us who do have that kind of like industry part of it, where it, it's not it's not just like about her life, but about his life and how he came to discover her and what happened before. So yeah. I, I really but enjoyed it, that one. It was very sad listening to him and his oh, yeah. his family. They inter- they talked to his son and and his his wife and how she was basically a part of the family. She would come to their like family dinners. And, right, right. and as she started to fall into the drugs, he noticed that she, he said she looks like a skeleton. Right. And, and he really recommend, sad. he said to her, you can't go back. I'm not letting anyone book you anything until you get better. And he, he tried as much as he could. And I think it shows how genuine he was out of that whole group of, you know, white record men. Right, right, yeah. I thought another really emotional part of that was when he talked about his, like, pre-Grammy party the year that that she passed because, you know, that was just some weird, like, twist of fate that, you know, he has the most famous Grammy party ever and his most famous artist passed the day before the, or like two days before the Grammys or yeah. something. And it was a really difficult decision for him to 
to go on with it. And I, I think it says a lot about him and his character that he said, you know, the show must go on and it's what she would have wanted. So that was very emotional. Yeah. So I would recommend that one. Um, what is it actually called? The Clive one? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Is it? It's Clive Davis, the soundtrack of our lives. Yeah, that's the one on Netflix. Yeah. Highly recommend. So if yeah. you don't know who Clive Davis is, he is like the big, one of the really big like record men. Um, he did a bunch of things. Most notably, he created um, Arista Records, which is in the Sony family now. Um, they mm-hmm. went through a bunch of different ups and downs and they re they actually rebooted the record label, uh, two years ago. So, right. And he right now is, he's like, what, 90 something like, he's, yeah, he's old. He's in his eighties or nineties, I think. Yeah. But he yeah. has the, um, at NYU is the like recording institute and it's the Clive Davis recording institute and um right very very well known some like well-known artists have come out of that my girl Maggie came out of Maggie, that yes, of yeah course. as like <laughs> the newest the newest round of artists that have come out of that I think Maggie is the most notable so far because she graduated in 2017 so yeah uh, totally and he has been very impactful in the industry he signed some of the greatest people um to ever. be in music <laughs> ever yeah yeah so. yeah so I've read a lot of books about the music industry and Clive is in every single one like there's not a single book about the music industry that doesn't have Clive Davis in it um right uh Hitmen was a really great book that I read I think it's by like Frederick Dannon it's all about Walter Yetnikoff and Clive Davis Abby said the song machine hugely about Clive Davis. Um, Cowboys and Indies, another really good one I just recently read about Clive for the most part. Um, so yeah, he's like you can't you can't tell a music industry story without him. That's just how important he is. I'm pretty sure he's in like every chapter of our favorite guy Donald Passman's book. Too. Right, of co- of course, yeah, another great example. Of course, he. I'm trying to think of other books that I've read that have him in it. Yeah, I was thinking when you mentioned uh, Sylvia Roan, I was thinking of Anything for a Hit by Dorothy Carvello, which is about like an A&R woman's experience working at Atlantic and and working Mm. for Almond Erdogan in like the 80s. Um, And I'm trying to remember, I don't think Clive wasn't like a big player in that book, but I'm sure they I'm sure it mentioned him somewhere. somehow. It was like about Amit and a little bit about uh, Doug Morris. Gotcha. I think we're also watching something film. about Doug Morris next, yeah. like tomorrow. I don't know Clive, if it's a documentary. Doug, all of the, all up all there. the old white guys, yeah. And yep. that's why I wanted to write a paper about uh, Sylvia Roan, who's, she's right. is very important in the music industry. If you don't know who she is, you should. Yeah. Um, she's the CEO of Epic Records, which is under... Uh, the Sony umbrella as well, but she started um, her career in the eighties and she's worked at every major label so far, actually. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure she, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No. And now she's at Sony, but she was at um, universal before. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure she was like Doug Morris's protege in, Mm. in a way, like at the very beginning, I'm pretty sure that's what 
they t- that's why they mention her in anything for a hit the Dorothy mm. Carvello memoir I'll fact check that but I'm pretty sure that that's like you know because Doug Morris also has worked at every major yeah. so I think that's probably why is that he was always you know bringing her and you know vouching for her so I'll let you know the more research I do yeah I've let only, me know <laughs> I've done the outline she went to Penn so it's a little bit oh. of a yeah, she's a very, very smart woman. So, um, yeah, it'll be it's it's not a long paper, and I'm kind of excited to write it just because a woman in the music industry they're right. hard to come by, and Absolutely. especially especially starting when she did, I think now it's a little bit easier. There are a lot more female uh, positions of power, but when I like when I was working at, at my internship at Sony, I met with a couple of women who work there, and now. Um, they're actually like pretty high ranking. I met with Monica Cornea, who's now like SVP at, um, RCA and yeah. yeah, but at the time she was doing international marketing and I thought that was something I wanted to do. So there was like mm-hmm. a whole networking thing and I reached out to her. And, uh, one of the things she said to me was make sure that as you, you know, make your way up, you're networking with women because women are always going to go the extra mile for the women and the men aren't going to do That's it. For so you. true. That's so true. Oh, that's such a great point. That's why, yeah, yeah, I love my fellow music industry girls. We freaking rock. There's so many obstacles in our way, but we still just keep fucking rocking and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like my little nugget of information there is yeah. to, you know, stick with your girls. And uh, speaking of girls, we're going to get into some of the new releases this week. You read my mind. That's such a great transition. Yeah. So we have two power duos of women. Um, my favorite so far is the Savage. So Megan the Stallion featuring Beyonce, mostly because we know my love for Beyonce runs deep. <laughs> and uh she was just really like going off. It's so good. It's so good. Beyonce, people keep talking about like, can you believe on top of everything else that Beyonce is an incredible rapper? Yeah. I like, mean, we why knew is she that, wrapping but... circles around men? I know, but it's like, I feel like it's something you forget. You're like, oh yeah, incredible vocalist and dancer and performer. But then you're like, oh right, there's more somehow the list grows (laughs) well and it wasn't just like they took savage and just added beyonce to it right they actually did remix it and it's right i think that that's really important because a lot of artists will just tack on someone and say that it's a remix quote unquote but they really they really remixed it here. Yeah, that's that's so important. I mean, remixes have been around like as long as music, basically. And a really yeah. common thing is to like get like, you know, a rapper to remix on your pop song or something. But obviously it can happen in like any way now. Um, so, yeah, a lot of times it, it, it is it's very it, what happens is like whoever produced the original song will just take the stems and just like basically loop it and then put the new verse on top very like sloppily done um it happens a lot but you know it's it's really all about the name it's all about to be like Nicki Minaj is now on this song or or whatever like whoever it is Drake's on this song now it's the remix it doesn't necessarily have to be good it just has to like catch people's eye which Beyonce the name would have caught people's eye regardless and it also happened 
happens to be amazing. Like it's a real, real, it's rare to see that and hear that these days. So I totally agree with you on that point. She killed it. They killed it. Whoever organized it, they killed it. It's incredible. Yeah. And I think the remix thing really started bringing, uh, I don't want to say bringing Beyonce fans to Megan, but I think that they're kind of in a weird People have them separated because they see Megan as more of a like rapper and Beyonce yeah. as more of Beyonce. Like she doesn't fall into any sort of category. <laughs> exactly. So I, think, I think it kind of shows how Megan can really be versatile and yeah. that she's not just, you know, the the TikTok star, although she was <laughs> famous before TikTok, but right. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. They're both they're both like badass girls from Houston. So that's something that yeah. um brings them to ties them together alone because I mean not only are they from Houston, they're both very proudly from Houston as they should be. And um that you know, that kind of shit will will tie you to somebody like Drake in the weekend, like they're both from Toronto, like it's that kind of thing. People are very proud of where they come from. So oh, hell yeah. I, I feel like there was just like a chemistry that just worked whether that was the reason or not but people definitely seemed into that I'm sure the entire city of Houston was like really into it I mean I'd be proud so yeah I would too and yeah I mean the other um remix I guess is it it's not technically a remix (laughs) I think it's technically a remix it's like it's billed as a remix it just says Oh, it just says it's a single. It just says so. Say so, featuring Nicki Minaj. So Doja Cat. Oh yeah, you know you're right. Minaj. It doesn't really say remix, but I stand corrected. I guess it would fall under that. And say so is also a big TikTok song. I mean, right. that's kind of uh, we talked about this uh, last week. That's kind of where it got its uh, legs, if you will. Yeah. And having yeah. Nicki Minaj on it is bringing the Barb's, the Nicki Minaj fans. <laughs> Over and I think a lot of them were were also fans of Doja Cat. Yeah, so something that we saw like very consistently throughout this that I mean the fact that these both of these remixes dropped basically on the same day I think it was like last Friday. Um, so Megan The Stallion and Doja Cat are both like the new wave of women in like hip hop, and yeah. Nicki Minaj and Beyonce are from the. I guess slightly older wave. They're they're more respected. They're more they're not older, but you know what I mean in comparison. They're I the, I they're the accepted I've, generation of like queens and right. They're, I would they're say co-signing these newer artists that are coming up. They're saying you have my stamp of approval. Right. Now I was thinking people, that maybe you could say that. Um, Beyonce and Nikki are I don't want to say like legends but they're they they were the groundwork right right they're probably inspiration to both of these artists definitely Um, and I mean Doja Cat's like our age right exactly so so she grew up with it you know I mean I have no idea how old Megan is but I know Doja Cat's like 22 23 yeah exactly so people were joking around like Cardi B is probably calling up Rihanna because that and it's so true because like people would always say that the Trinity was like Beyonce, Rihanna and Nicki Minaj for a long time because you know they were just very popular at the same time Mm -hmm. and you know have a lot of similar fans um and then it's kind of like the new 
generation of like hip hop girls, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, and Doja Cat. I mean, there's no actual remix with Rihanna and Cardi B, but people were joking <laughs> but about there's that. Be. <laughs> but there yeah. should be, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, going going back to the song machine. I was very yeah. interested in the chapter about Rihanna. Oh, that was such a good one. I love Rihanna's yeah. story. I guess it's multiple chapters because they talk about yeah. how Rihanna was discovered and then it goes into kind of not like recent, but somewhat recent when she was with Chris Brown and when all yeah. of that happened and then that yeah. album and how important that album is. And oh, yeah, yeah. not she, to go she, back to the book. No, do it. OK, I can't <laughs> stress how good I can't stress how good this book is. It's the best book I've ever read. But yeah, that the parts about Rihanna are really, really important. They basically talk about how in a way, not necessarily Rihanna, but the producers and the songwriters she was working with, they kind of redefined pop in that moment, yeah. in that like post Chris Brown period, because, you know, they brought in people like Esther Dean, who would turn songs into just hook after hook after hook. And right. um, it's kind of a new way of producing music to track, they call it, where somebody comes in and top lines. So like sings a hook over a piece of music that somebody has already produced which is kind of like the reverse of how it used to be done so Rihanna you know whether she like knew it or not or was intending or not to do that she definitely popularized that method of of recording music and it's it's widely used and accepted now so it's a really important piece of pop music history please read that book oh my gosh I really like it (laughs) it's so good yeah Going back to to the actual remix itself, Say So, I'll be honest, like, I didn't really love it because I, well, I love Say So, the original song. Yeah. I've loved that song since the first time I heard it before it became a big, like, TikTok sensation. Yeah. I always loved that song. It came up on my, some like, ma- like Made For You daily mix thing. And I at first I was like, I don't care about Doja Cat. And then I heard this song play and I was like, wait a second. And now I'm like obsessed with her and all her music. So I was really excited to hear this one, but I feel like it falls into that category of just kind of like oh, someone just like added a verse. The song wasn't really remixed and it just, it didn't, it didn't really flow very well. Not like, not that Doja and Nikki didn't flow, like they're like their styles and like their actual rapping, not that that didn't flow, but I feel like whoever was handling the music like the production like weirdly changed and I it was weird it, I didn't like it I well that's why I made the point about the whole remix of Savage and how it's completely exactly. different exactly because yeah. this is one of those songs where they kind of just tacked on right they tacked, tacked on, on Nicki Minaj's verse. verse and honestly it happens I mean even right. the Lizzo remix with Ariana right same like same they deal. just the same thing like they just intertwined yeah Ariana's vocals in there and it's really not my favorite I much prefer right. the original exactly the same like, thing good happened it was good you didn't have to you right. didn't have to add her in there even though I love both of those artists like so much right. it would be cool to have a real collab like new collab from them same thing with like Justin remixing bad guy like I don't think there's any yeah. two people I love more than Billie Eilish and Justin Bieber, but that wasn't a good remix because they clearly just tacked him on. I would yeah. prefer to hear them collaborate on a new song that they write together and they're in the studio together. I mean, not all collabs are like that, 
as it is, but it's just, yeah. And Justin did it too with like yummy. He brought on like summer Walker. You can just tell that the verse was tacked on and like, it's, it's fine isolated, but it's like totally unnecessary. It's just to get the name and get the attention. And a lot of times it's to push a song to number one when it's like really close, it's like release a remix. Um, so, you know, I get it, but it is, it, it's really exciting to hear something like Savage that isn't that. And it's yeah. just going to be successful naturally on its own because it's just a really good song. Well, but, and then, you know. and then that takes us back to the Old Town Road remixes and how many yeah. remixes did they do just to keep it up there? Exactly. Yeah. That's the exact same thing. People, I mean, people joke about that all the time. Like Old Town Road wouldn't be what it is if, if Billy Ray Cyrus didn't remix it. And well, and not to be that person, but um, say so. Like Doja Cat's on RCA. Yeah. So not saying that that's a Sony thing to keep pushing the uh, remix thing, but. No, I mean, I think it's a major label <laughs> thing in general. And it is a major label no thing. Exception. People used to joke about that a lot with like Katy Perry, that she would she would throw somebody on to, to do a remix. Um Especially like when I mean, well, this was a very successful era, obviously, like Teenage Dream. She had like mm-hmm. five number ones, I think, from that album. And so one of the later ones was E.T. And so it was the Kanye West. Re- At that point, no one's going to care about like a fourth or fifth single unless there's something new and shiny about it. So they've turned it into a or, uh, What was the one with Juicy J on it? <laughs> Yeah, that was Dark Horse. I forget Dark if that Horse. originally had him or not, though. I don't know, but, had him, but I'm reading, I going back to the book, I'm reading the Dr. Luke <laughs> chapter right now. And that's, oh yes, Juicy J is Dr. Luke's guy. He's anytime Dr. Luke needed any sort of um, rapper, it was Juicy J. So all those songs that Juicy J is on, it's all because Dr. Luke said, oh, I need my in-house rapper to come yep. in and fix it. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. a bunch of different rappers have been that over time. And I always think back to like, think back as if it wasn't super recent. I think of like Fifth Harmony and how all of their lead singles, even though there was already five or four, I guess, depending on the time people in the group, they would still always have a rapper. Oh, yeah. On the, on the song. Like, and it ruined it. It always ruined it, and it was clearly just for the name. Like I, I couldn't tell you who's on Work from Home. Isn't it's someone's on Work from Home, like Ty Dolla Sign or something? I literally I think get you're right. Was it Ty Dolla Sign or was it Gucci Mane or was it like one of them? I can't keep. I can't keep up. Um, but it's like uh, that's Ty, it's Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign. It would have been fine on its own. That's like one of Fifth Harmony's best songs, and yeah, um, it's and a bop. Like one of their only good songs, I think. And then, yeah, like I just saw Camila also, like maybe this isn't super new news, but My Oh My, which I think already has either the baby or a little baby on it. Honestly, I don't remember. It's now going to have another remix with like Lil Gunna on it. Like, Oh, it's it's the baby. Just to DaBaby. fact check. I need, I need to learn the difference. Like it's a goal. It's they're a all the same goal. to me. I don't listen to them alone. So they're all exactly. They're, yeah. they're just people that get featured on things to me, which is really exactly. ignorant of me, but uh, yeah, I mean, no one's perfect to happen, but, um, <laughs> at least I know that there's two different people. Like, yeah, I don't think they're yeah. just the same person. They're the same. Yeah, the it's just that same. rapper that comes in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the point still stands like, they're bringing like Lil Gunna on like is that really necessary 
it, like you need another rapper maybe it's gonna be great like I don't know but it's more likely that it's just in like the news cycle again and it's on new music Friday again like we all know that that's why they're doing it basically so. right we'll push it up we'll push it up the charts we'll keep it on that right. that the boost. hot 100 yeah right exactly we'll keep it on new music Friday and just keep it on the radio and whatever else needs to be done in order to like lengthen its life as a single so right very common yeah, practice and- in the music industry Right. And speaking of the hot 100s, we were talking about this before we started recording, but the top songs on uh, the hot 100 all are killing it on TikTok. Yeah. No coincidence there. Um, I mean, no coincidence. I mean, we talked about this last week that Drake literally wrote a song to be on TikTok and it's number two. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So the, the new top 10 came out today and I don't think it's updated um, yet on their website until tomorrow but the the um the new number one song it, it debuted at number one is the scots with um travis scott yeah, this, and kid this Cuddy. one's not updated but yeah right 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 exactly yeah um and so i don't know is that one a tiktok hit yet i feel like if not, i don't it will think be. so no i mean everything on no. the hot 100 it's either it's either travis scott or it's like a tiktok or Drake. Oh. Drake's got two. Or Drake. Yeah, right. Drake's got so, two right now. Um, and yeah. then The Weeknd has Blinding Lights, so that's one. Yeah. Um, yeah Megan yeah. The Stallion has Savage. The Box. Yeah. Roddy Rich. Yeah. And um, uh, Say So's in there, too. Your guy's in there. Harry. My guy's in there. Justin. Um, it's, it's a mix. It's Dua. an interesting mix. Dua's in <laughs> Dua, there. yeah. I'm really frustrated that that uh don't start now is probably gonna peak at number two i think it's frustrating i know I it's a really it good song number one it's frustrating but yeah to be but fair yeah, so this week, sorry go ahead yeah no i was gonna say to be fair the one that's trending on tiktok isn't the actual song itself but a cut of it going did a full 180 over and over again. So right. I don't know. I, it would be really interesting to see what the difference is between the song itself and like a cut of it doing well. Yeah. I know that the the truth is like, no one really knows how that's working right now. Like people are trying no, to TikTok figure is, it out. But TikTok is hiring yeah. a lot of people right now. I will tell you that. Right, right. They'll, I feel like they'll work it out soon, but right now it's like really hard to tell you know, oh, like, which which song do we have to use? Like, should we use this viral one or, like, this one that was approved? You know what I mean? It's a little confusing, but well, it's bound to it's, happen with a new platform. It's going to be the it's gonna be the YouTube situation. So exactly. you're going yeah. to have to have someone, some bots going out and marking things yeah. as copyright infringement, and I'm sure that they'll start doing it because oh, yeah. anyone can upload anything. And I'm hoping right. that we won't have the same situation with YouTube with having the tiny ass royalties. Like YouTube royalties right. are very, very, very small. And it's the number They're one like streaming platform. Yeah. And it's the number one streaming platform. And when you ask why it's so small, YouTube is like, well, we don't charge blah, blah, blah. We don't blah, blah, blah. But like they have their own Safe streaming Harbor platform. This. Right. Yeah. And they get around it. <laughs> And they, they get around it. it because they say, oh, well, we have a paid part now. And yeah. and in this th- this digital millennium copyright act written in the year 2000, 
Not even 1998. <laughs> Not even the year we yeah. were born. <laughs> yeah, and it's 22 years later. We need to make some changes. So yeah, that's my yeah. rant about Many copyright. It's <laughs> my rant uh, about copyright. <laughs> but oh yeah, God. it's like it is going to be the same thing. It's going to be like short form YouTube. I mean, that's a really good point. You put it very succinctly. But but yeah, Savage is um, number four this week, and I think that's that's that doesn't even include the remix yet. So expect that to get very big um it could go into the top three the top two it could maybe even go number one um yeah remixes it's number four this week on like the new 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 one that just came out today oh i was gonna say it's number five on the spotify one oh right okay yeah so but that doesn't that that's only half you know right yeah it's a part of it not all of it but yeah it's a a big part of it though so that's why it's part of it yeah, um, but remixes work a little like interestingly on um on Bill with Billboard because they only credit the person on the remix. So in this case, Beyonce, if the remix is getting like more consumption, so sales, streams, radio plays than the original. So hmm. we don't really know. Like for example, going back to like Justin with Bad Guy, Billie Eilish. The remix definitely didn't get more consumption than the original. So he wasn't credited with the number one when that song went number one. Interesting. He might have helped boost it a little bit, but it wasn't more, didn't outweigh the original. So that's but, something that's yet to be seen with Savage, but we'll see. But he got credit on Despacito. Exactly, because that version was being streamed more. So that's the and dichotomy bought more. There. Right. Yeah, exactly. I just that's, wanted- the, that's the billboard rule. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That seems kind of dumb. If you worked on something, <laughs> you should get credit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's debated, like, if, if, you know, that's appropriate or not. But Billboard, Billboard gets the final say. If, if you don't like it, you know, you can tell them. They do what they want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's get to it. into our next topic because we were talking about Justin. Um, Justin and Ariana Grande announced that they are releasing a song this week. Yeah. Really away, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is my shit because those are two of my favorite artists ever, obviously. Um, in the Scooter Braun family, we love them. And uh, yeah, J- Justin said like on Thursday, like, oh, announcement coming tomorrow. And then on Friday, he was like, new song coming next Friday. So it felt very drawn out, common thing, but whatever. Um, and so they also released like a 20 or 30 second clip of the instrumental version of the song that's coming um, so that people could post like videos of themselves doing whatever they want basically to it. And they're going to piece together the videos to be the like music video for the song. Um, so my whole Twitter timeline is like filled with people posting videos and stuff and sharing them which is cool. Um, yeah. Cause this song's called stuck with you. So it's theoretically supposed to About be like quarantine, qu- quarantine anthem. Yeah. And so it's, you know, they were like, show us your prom dress. You never got to wear or like your whatever, like you said before, like I wouldn't put on my graduation cap and gown, but I don't even have one. Maybe I'll put on my high school one. Um, no one would know the difference except me, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's a cute instrumental. Like it sounds very, 
it reminds me of like it could be like an Ed Sheeran song like perfect or like maybe like mm. lover like Taylor Swift it's very like swingy and you know yeah. a little slower um not really like what Justin's been doing recently but like that's fine obviously the whole point is that you can switch it up and be versatile especially when you're stuck inside with nothing to do but make music you can try out new things right do whatever you want so I'm excited it sounds like um the kind of instrumental that will like complement both of their voices really well like just picturing it in my head mm. um hopefully that will be true and like come to fruition people have said in the past like that they were they stand both but they worry that like their voices won't be good together because in the past same exact thing Ariana was on a remix of what do you mean and it was the same thing where it sounded totally like her name was just slapped on top and her verse was just slapped over the original track and there was like no chemistry that's an example of what we've been talking about and so I don't think this is going to be like that because it's not a remix. It's a collaboration that's like starting from scratch. So mm. I, I don't really have that fear necessarily. I see a lot of people saying, oh, I don't think their voices are going to mesh well together. They're good on their own, but they don't mesh well. I don't know. I'm trying to like go into it with a normal level of expectations. It might not be the greatest song ever, but it's going to be cute. And it's two of my favorite artists. So I'm excited regardless. And I'm pretty sure all the the proceeds go to something or other some sort of charity it's hard yeah to it's some <laughs> some charity I don't know yeah yeah a lot a lot of people are, are doing that which is good you know they're donating proceeds from merch or or from music or anything to um to various charities so I honestly can't keep them straight but it's something great and very good and kind so either way I'm excited about it um yeah it should be cute yeah, I mean, it's something to look forward to and uh, something else to look forward right. to. I'm looking on Twitter right now of announcements that happened today. Kaylani dropped her track list for her upcoming album that's coming yeah. out this Friday. Is May 8th the Friday? Yeah, May 8th is Friday, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm like losing track of the days. Yeah. So, um, and she's got some really awesome features. I know. Yeah, she's got Tory Lane's. Janae Aiko, Masego, I don't know who that is. Lucky Day, love Lucky Speedy. Day. I like Lucky uh, Day. Yeah. And James Blake. So, it's pretty should cool. be good. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I'm excited. I love Kalani. Yeah. Yeah. And Her the last cover album is great. The cover, it looks like a burning oh, yeah. building in the back of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, or I guess, and then, I guess that's, like, the back cover. Oh, yeah, that's the back cover. I think the front is her – maybe the front is her Twitter. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Icon. The front The front is her, like, looking over, looking over a wall, and it's, like, the back of her, and she's, like, standing on something and looking over a wall and holding a hose. Yeah. And then it looks like – and you can't see her face, and then it looks like the back cover is the other side of that, and there's her – She's on the wall and you can see her face and she looks like she's stunned. So that's cool. It's pretty cool. It tells a story, you know, of, of like 2020, basically the album is called it was good until it wasn't right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so vibes. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. I think it's going to be really good. I love her music. She was on a song on Justin's new album and I love that song and it got me really excited for this. So 
yeah, some good stuff. I know I saw James Blake trending and I was wondering why. I guess that's why. Yeah, James Blake is trending. Yeah, people are excited. Should be good. Yeah, it should be good. And everyone, honestly, everyone needs something to look forward to right now. Exactly. Yeah. And I think music is like one of the only things for for me at least. But um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this like time and time again, how you know, some artists like Lady Gaga have chosen to not release versus artists are choosing to release or like really just, you know, steering into the skid and like going full force into this, like Charlie XCX, for example, she has been documenting the process of her new album, um, which it's like, I don't even think she would be doing that if she wasn't like stuck in quarantine. She's just like, I want to do something crazy and fun to commemorate this really weird time. And um, so that that album, How I'm Feeling Now, I think it's called, should be coming out May 15th. She has been tweeting sometimes that she's like, oh, I might have to push it because it's like she just started making the album and that's already really soon. So um, hopefully it should be out in like 10 days or so. But if not, I know it'll be great either way. So it's exciting. And she's already released two really great songs from it. Um, Claws is the newest one from it. And it was... Uh, produced by dylan brady who's from 100 gex so i was really feeling that track mm-hmm. <laughs> all right Not for um, everyone, but i was feeling it <laughs> yeah another thing that happened this this friday this friday may 1st friday i'm like losing track of the days yeah um yeah I don't kim petrus <laughs> kim petrus announced that she was dropping a single it's yeah. called malibu Oh, I'm so glad you remembered because I forgot yeah. at first, but oh, I'm so excited. She's, and it's coming out Thursday. She's amazing. Yeah, she releases on Fridays, like ever. I, I just, I don't know if what that means, but it's something I, I noticed. She says, yeah. my new single Malibu is dropping May 7th. I mean, technically things come out Thursday night, I guess. Right. I'm very so. literal. I'm like, new music Friday means like Friday, but. Right. I mean, I mean she's not on a major label. Right. Tuesday. And music used to be released on Tuesdays. Remember when albums would come out on Way Tuesdays and that. you had to run to Target after school and my mom would after hate Hebrew that. school. I had oh my God. On Tuesdays. It was awful. I was like, I don't want to go to Hebrew school. I want to go to Target so I can get yeah. my world acoustic. It's very important. Wait, yeah, I remember my me, dad, I, remember. I asked my dad to get me the Miley Cyrus album because I had to go to Hebrew school and he <laughs> picked me up from Hebrew school and handed it to me and I was so excited. That Yeah, I feel like we've all been memory. there. Wow. That's, it feels like you were describing a memory I've had. Like, I feel like that's definitely happened to me too. Just right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, um... Yeah, I'm really excited for this Kim Petrus song anyway. I think she's like, she's so funny. Like the way she promotes she is her funny. is so funny. She's like, she's making all these jokes about it. And she's actually like using this really funny clip from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is a really silly Netflix show um, oh, to yeah. like promote it. She's using this. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's- Oh, it's like I'm really looking funny. at it right now. Yeah, it's just- enough said. Just check it out on her Instagram or her Twitter or whatever. It's It's something to be seen. That um, and she, she, she yeah. she's going through her subreddit or she was going through Pophead Circle. What is this? No, Pophead Circle Jerk. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and someone I don't said, know what that is, but it seems like it would be a thing. Yeah, and she says it, and someone said, "Isn't Wuhan that Kim Petra's ad lib?" 
and she she screenshotted it, tweeted it yesterday. I didn't see that. That's so funny. Isn't that funny? Oh my god! I need to go take a screenshot of that and hang it on my wall. That's fucking Wuhan. <laughs> Is it Wuhan that give Petra's ad lib? That's funny. That's so fucking funny. Oh my god! It's because I don't follow her on my stand account, which is what I've usually been using. So that's how I missed it. Oh my god, she is. No, I'm just looking at her. I'm looking at the her tweets from the past couple days. I'm on her like, whatever. Yeah, pophead circle jerk. It's like a. I don't use Reddit. I don't understand. Yeah, I like do, but I still don't understand it. So I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I yeah, pophead is like is the is the main like stand twitter equivalent of like reddit but i don't know pophead circle jerk must be a spinoff where people just troll mm. can collect i'm just making an educated guess here so yeah i would say yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean other <laughs> things that are going on is um listen to your heart which is like the singing show by the bachelor and i've refused to watch it oh and I'm a big, i had no idea I'm- what you were talking about yeah, I'm a big like bachelor bachelorette person, but I guess the scandal <laughs> I've been listening to a recap of it on Chicks in the Office. The scandal is that oh, yeah. one of the contestants was on American Idol and didn't really make it on American Idol, so they he came on to uh, listen to your heart. Oh well, didn't didn't you tell me that someone was only on the Bachelorette to like promote his music? Yes, Jed, and he he didn't even have like he had a girlfriend. He wasn't even single. He just wanted to promote his yeah. music. Yeah, and he like, won. It's fucking crazy. Like, just go on American Idol or fucking like X Factor yeah. or The Voice. Jeez. No, because that would have been competition. <laughs> like, he's not good. I oh, think right. that's I forgot the thing. That. The thing I is that important point. <laughs> yeah, like he's not good, so he would have <laughs> lost real quick. But if he's going on to build a fan base, not based on singing, then he takes out a guitar every single show and he's like, Yeah, I'm a singer songwriter from Nashville, but not really pushing it too much, too much, but he was pushing it too much. Uh, then you know, people don't know that he's really not that good. All right, I'll allow it. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking hilarious. So then the Bachelor franchise decided to make a TV show about it. Oh my god, that's way too funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. I can't believe that exists, but uh, I guess yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, I'll watch anything at this point. I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anything else? Mm, no, not from my end. That was a lot more than I thought we had to talk about. So You know me. I dig up the things that I can. We do. <laughs> that you do. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good week, I'd say. Pretty solid week um enough to keep us sane for now at least but uh but yeah yeah we'll just talk to you next week yeah all right bye bye what the what's next going cash your bad checks <laughs>
cash a bad check Cash your bad checks. <laughs> 